Hey, this is Tom Wopat. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. And I thank you so much for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 343 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And we had a great one coming up this week right here on On Screen and Beyond. Tom Wopat is going to be joining us. He's going to be talking about his new CD out that he has out for Christmas with John Schneider. And they are, of course, from the Dukes of Hazards, And, uh, you know, they've done so many other things since then. And we're going to talk about all those things and so much more. And if you want to hear a great album for Christmas, get that new CD. Tom Wopat and John Snyder. Be sure to catch it. And it's called Home for Christmas. That's coming up in a few minutes, so stick around for that. And don't forget to catch me on KSTAM in San Francisco, 1450 on the dial. And that's uh, Saturday mornings at, uh, I'm on about at 812 with Real to Real Crew. We talk about movies and all sorts of stuff. So check it out. And if you're not in that area, in the Bay Area in San Francisco, you can uh, just go online. They stream it, so you can catch it that way, too. Well, what do you say? I want to get talking to Tom Wopat, so let's get right into Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, the kickboxer remake we've talked about, has now added Gina Carano of Haywire and the Fast and Furious franchise to its cast. You can look for it probably in 2015. And remakes of Robin Hood and his tales just seem to be becoming more and more popular. Disney is working on Nottingham and Hood, while Sony is working on Hood. And both studios are in hopes to make several films in a series of Robin Hood movies. So we'll see what goes on with that one, and we'll keep you informed. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, well, Martin Scorsese is working on a film called The Irishman. This one is about a mob hitman who recalls his possible involvement with the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa. Now, it has an incredible cast. It includes Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Harvey Cattell. That's going to be a big one. And Martin Scorsese is also working on a biopic about the man himself, the life of Frank Sinatra. It's going to be called Sinatra, and there's uh, no word on the cast yet. And director James Cameron is working on Battle Angel. Now, this one is about a female cyborg set in the 26th century who is rescued from the scrap heap by a scientist. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels down at Sequel City right here on On Screen and Beyond. City Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 will come our way on June 3rd, 2016. And Pauly Shore, a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, says he would like to make Encino Man 2 and would like to see the studios have movement toward making that sequel. So we'll see what happens with that. And Men in Black 4 is in the works, and this time they will head to another planet. 
And currently, this uh, film is in development, so things could change, and we'll keep you informed as it comes our way. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? We've got it next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. TV on DVD, it looks like on February 17th, you can catch Wahlburgers, the complete second season as it arrives on DVD with never before scenes included. And Mr. Bean, the whole bean remastered 25th anniversary collection will arrive in a four disc set on March 24th and January 27th. Season five of Downton Abbey will land in stores. That's it for TV on DVD. You want to know what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Keep listening. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> movies on DVD on January 27th, Fury with Brad Pitt rolls into stores on DVD and Blu-ray. And on February 17th, Nicolas Cage stars in Dying of the Light on Blu-ray, DVD, and Digital HD as an exciting cloak-and-dagger thriller comes our way. And on February 10th, Kira Knightley stars in a coming-of-age comedy called Laggies, and that's on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. Len Goodman, one of the judges on Dancing with the Stars, announced he is leaving the show after the spring of 2015 season. And Groundhog Day, one of the movies that many celebrities have told me is one of their favorite films over and over here at On Screen and Beyond. It's the classic Harold Ramis and Bill Murray movie, is heading for the stage as a musical. <laughs> they seem to be doing that a lot, and we'll find out how that one goes. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen to be on, it's time for Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache. And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Celebrity Birthdays. It looks like on December 14th, Vanessa Hudgens turns 25. Patty Duke turns 67. Ted Ramey, who was one of the guests here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 48. On December 15th, Don Johnson turns 64. Tim Conway turns 80. And December 16th, it looks like Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top turns 64. December 17th, Ernie Hudson turns 68. And on December 18th, Brad Pitt turns 50. Christina Aguilera turns 33. Steven Spielberg turns 67. And... <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead, Keith Richards, turns 70. And on uh, December 19th, Alyssa Milano turns 41. And Jake Gyllenhaal turns 33. Mike Lookinlin of the Brady Bunch turns 53. And on December 20th, Jonah Hill turns 30. And John Hillerman of Magnum P.I. turns 81. 
That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. And as far as listeners' birthdays, on December 16th, Lucy R. of Birmingham, Alabama turns 48. December 18th, Cameron T. of Fort Worth, Texas turns 52. And on December 20th, Debbie L. of Winnipeg, Canada turns 34 years old. That is it for Celebrity and Listener Birthdays. If you have a birthday coming up or a friend or a relative and want to have everybody here all over the world listening to On Screen and Beyond, celebrate it with them, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and I will be sure to get that on so we can all wish them a very happy birthday. And of course, all the people we just mentioned, very happy birthday to all of you. That's it. Well, as far as our information, but now it's time for our interview with Tom Wopat. That's right. Tom Wopat of the Dukes of Hazards, And he was on Sybil and uh, he's been nominated for Tony's and all sorts of stuff. The guy is just so talented. It's unbelievable. He's got a new CD out, a Christmas CD with a lot of great songs on there. He and John Schneider from Dukes of Hazzard, his buddy, Bo and Luke Duke. That's right. They got together, did this fantastic album. They're out singing it all over the place. And it's in stores right now. So be sure to go out and get it. It's a great thing to have at this time of year, and you'll enjoy it forever and ever. So be sure to get that. And what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for our interview with Tom Wopat right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining me today on On Screen and Beyond is just a good old boy who just happens to have been nominated for a couple of Tony Awards while working his magic on Broadway, been one of the stars of one of the most popular TV shows in the 70s and 80s, The Dukes of Hazard, and has charted multiple times on the country charts with hits like The Rock and Roll of Love and A Little Bit Closer, has released several pop jazz albums, and now has a new album out with his former Dukes of Hazard co-star John Snyder called Home for Christmas. It's the multi-talented Tom Wopat. Tom, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tom, this album is really a fun album. I really love it. It's a great Christmas album. Well, I'm glad you like it. Don't sound so surprised. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> well, no, no, but you, you guys added something different in there. You know, your banter in between some of the cuts, and it just made it so different. I mean, a lot of these songs have appeared on a lot of different Christmas albums, you know, by thousands and thousands of, of artists, but you guys added your little twist to it. Well, I thought it was important to have a flavor of our relationship on the record. And what we actually did was we started back last December, almost a year ago. And uh, we went in the studio for Johnny It's Cold Outside and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And while we were doing those tunes, we had a little banter during the, you know, during the instrumental sections. So what happened was later on, when the Auto Trader commercials hit the air, I figured it was best for us to get in and get the thing done so we could take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And... uh we just cut songs then, but we had all this talk from when we were in there for the first two songs. I had the engineer to save all the all the dialogue between us because we're a couple of smart asses for sure. <laughs> and uh, so I went through all that stuff and I picked a couple of things. There's only like four or five little spots, probably a total of only 30, 40 seconds of, of talk. But I think it really does give you a flavor of what our relationship is. 
Oh yeah, yeah, it, it really does, and it, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I say, it's something different. It's it's you, it, it changed the whole aspect of of the recording. I think. Well, I, I thought it was a, a good touch, and and uh, people seem to like it. So so far, so good. Yeah. Now, with all the Christmas songs that are out there, how did you decide on the ones that you put into it? Well, we had a couple that we've done before. Um, uh, obviously, the Johnny is cold outside. We've been we've been doing for a few years. That and that was one that I thought was a no brainer. That was you know it's not a Christmas song per se, but it gets done a lot this time of year. Right. Um, and then I have a producer named David Fink, who's my bass player, and really hooked into the jazz scene in New York City, and and has been for a long time. He's, he's really well regarded in the music scene in the city, and. So he knows a lot of this stuff that I was unfamiliar with, like Cool Yule, the Steve Allen tune. And then there's one, um, Blue Xmas from Bob DeRoe, the guy who wrote Devil May Care. Mm-hmm. And that one's, that was kind of dark, but we set it up in a kind of a hip way. And so we have some things on there that you know, some that you don't know. There's a little nod to country with a tune that Mary Chapin Carpenter did uh, on a quiet Christmas morn. And then there's one original tune who I'm ashamed to say, I don't know the writer's name, from Nashville, but it's a song called Even the Snow Falls for You that John does as a solo. Mm-hmm. So we've got a little mixture of everything. We have, we have the traditional tunes, we have a little country, we have a little pure jazz tunes, and, and there's a, my, one of my favorites is the rendition I do of I'll Be Home for Christmas that I just do with, uh, with uh, 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 rhythm section and strings. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful arrangement by Ted Firth. Yeah, n- nice cut. Um, and uh, like you say, that country one that you mentioned there, I-, I-, I like that one a lot because it's not one that I I myself has heard very often either. No, the the Mary Chapin Car- Carpenter tune, it was written by uh, a married couple named Williams. And I know Rob, I know the, the husband from working in Nashville on my own little talk show back in the 90s. and. He uh, sent it to me, and I said, oh, yeah, this really fits nice. The Snow Falls for You, I just thought was a nice vibe. I've heard John sing kind of country blues before, and I thought it would make sense for him to do it. So we, we lucked out there. Yeah. Did you uh, have any songs that you had to cut that, that you would have liked to have in, in the album? Uh, you know what? We, we kind of keep it pretty close to the vest. We don't really go too far afield. Um, not that I can think of is the, the quickest answer. Yeah, yeah. Is is there any particular cut that uh, you like the best on the on the CD? Well, I like Cool Yule a great deal. I mean, partly that, I guess because I'm not familiar with it, but mm-hmm. and I also really like um, our version. The Cool Yule is a Rob Mounsey arrangement. The um, the arrangement of uh, Christmas Time is here, the Charlie Brown Christmas tune. That's a John Otto arrangement, and it, actually Ted Firth helped me a lot with that, too, before we even gave it to John. So I, I, those two I, I really, really think are, are exemplary. Yeah, yeah. How, how did the uh, concerts go, like, say the one at, uh, in, uh, at Joe's Pub and uh, also the one at uh, John's Barn? <laughs> well, what we did was we had, a, we had a series of concerts that actually were connected with our Kickstarter campaign. And that was a really exciting experience. We we raised more money than we than we asked for. I mean, not as much as we needed, but we did pretty good. I, I'm basically the executive producer and financier of this whole thing. But um, so we had a concert in Charlotte, a private concert for the people from SMI. Um, a shoot, what I can't remember what it stands for. Sports Motor Incorporated or something like that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, we did that one last Monday night, 
gosh, just a week ago. Wow. And then last Tuesday night, we did Joe's Pub in New York City. The place was packed. The next night, we did a little showcase at uh, Barnes & Noble that we had a great deal of fun. And then the one down in Louisiana at John's place. John's got a, uh, a film studio down there that he's developing. And he has a nice property, a bunch of different buildings on it. And one of the buildings is an old barn. We put about 300 people in there and five horns from Nashville and three players from New York City and John and myself. And we had a party. Yeah, it, I saw some of the pictures on your website, and uh, it looked like actually it looked like a really nice place. We had such a good time. Uh, you know, John's a really he's one of my best friends, and always has been. And we've been blessed to be able to maintain our relationship. And and when you can come up with something like this that includes you know performing with one of your best friends, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. So you guys have kept in touch all along. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Have you performed many times besides working on this project? Yeah, I mean, you know, many is a relative term. I guess back in the early 90s, we did a bunch of things that my agent at that time, I was in country, uh, kind of arranged where we would go. We would go somewhere and we would sign the merchandise for about three hours, and we'd do about an hour and a half concert with my country band from Nashville, and then we'd sign for another four hours. And... Uh, those were exhausting. Those were, they were a lot of fun. We probably did a dozen of them. And that, we had a great time with it. But then about six years ago, we got an offer to do a, a casino up in Niagara Falls. And this is when I put my, uh, took my jazz band and, and we get a, we hire a horn section. The venue actually hires the horn section. And, uh, it's, it's swinging. That show actually consists of, you know, some of my jazz tunes and a bunch of, uh, Broadway tunes that we know uh, we know alike, John and I, and then there's a, a good sampling of pop tunes like "You've Lost That Love and Feeling." Uh, and then we'd let, we'd have John do some of his country stuff, and we had a, we had a really good time with it. But that's really what led to the genesis to this record. Hmm. So what was it? One day you guys were just sitting around and said, "Hey, why don't we just do a Christmas uh, Christmas?" No, thing? one day I was sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, John was receptive to it. Um, we did almost all the work up here, and he would fly in and do vocals. But I must say that the live performance of it has how good it is and how consistent it is. We've we had the Rangers all make us a you know a nice reduction that's got five horns on it instead of eight horns and and twelve strings, and everything swings and and it's really a, a really fun evening. Yeah. Now your career, you've gone from from uh, Broadway songs to uh, you, you were country for a while, and now you're doing a lot of jazz. And and it, and it's hard to pin you down on what you what you do and what you are. <laughs> well, I, I sing anything. I mean, I always have, and I always enjoyed it. I mean, I back in the day, I loved bluegrass, and we used to do some bluegrass numbers in the in the country show that I did. John and I actually do a version of Fox on the Run. That's a lot of fun. Really, if we can find a tenor. Uh, and then, I, I, for me, it's, it's singing, it's singing. I mean, I definitely have found my comfort spot with the with the American Songbook and the you know the jazz styling stuff. Mm -hmm. it, we love to sing swing. I, sometimes it gets booked it gets booked as a cabaret act, but I think that's a misnomer. I think we're more of a saloon saloon band, kind of like what Sinatra did with his smaller groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can agree with that. That does uh, it, it does seem that way. And uh, it, it, you've your your voice just fits it very well. Well, I'm blessed. You know, I've had a, I've banged around a lot, the voice, and it still keeps coming back. I had some surgery last October. Uh, I had a growth on one of my uh, 
the vocal cords, and that was a scare. But it's it's pretty much all back, and I'm singing all the high stuff, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> now, do you guys have plans for some more appearances between now and say Christmas? We got one more private thing for Auto Trader down in Atlanta, but I I truly expect this is going to be an annual thing. And also, of course, we have our show that isn't Christmas music, and we can do that anytime. I I think we'll be doing between. I would like to think between 20 and 30 shows a year. Wow. Jeez. So, so the two of you are going to continue with uh, singing on your jet pop jazz stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, you betcha. Oh. I got, I got an idea for a record I haven't told him yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> so do you enjoy singing more or being on stage or being on TV, you know, in movies? It's mostly, you know, it's apples and oranges. I mean, right. Yeah. Broadway, a Broadway musical is probably... My second favorite thing, I mean, my favorite thing these days is singing with the band, because I have the best musicians in the world, and, you know, they raise my game. They make me creative every time I'm, I'm doing a, a, a concert, you know, I'm, we're doing stuff that, that, that we'll do things in songs that I've never done before, you know, and, and that's really what jazz is about. And I don't claim to be a, a great jazz singer. There's none of that. I don't have that conceit. But when I am surrounded by great players, it, it gives me the freedom to do things I probably wouldn't have thought of doing otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, with all the Broadway shows that you've done, do you have a favorite one that you uh, that you liked? I think "Anna Get Your Gun" with Bernadette was probably the the acne, if you want to say that. I, uh, I, I was blessed to be involved in that Glengarry Glen Ross with Alan Alda and Leah Schreiber. That was that was quite a performance. But the most fun I had was definitely uh, "Anna Get Your Gun." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, do you have any more? possibilities that you can tell us about as far as you know what that stuff just shows up when it shows up mm-hmm. there is a, a project that i've done a little work on hornsby's got a musical that i've done a little work on that i would love to see come sometime um there's also a dean martin it's not a musical it's a play but i read it about a month and a half ago and i think i think that one's a real viable option i think they may bring that to broadway wow now, when you and the old Dean, <laughs> the old Dino, when they're him and uh, and Sammy Davis and Frank went out, I think it was like in the eighties, maybe even nineteen eighty, but they were going to go on tour, and, and I think maybe they did one show, and Dean left. Hmm. Yeah. Now, is this geared strictly toward Dean Martin? Well, the play would be. I, I would play. I would play Dean. You would. Wow. Yeah. yeah just... and, and what's. The other thing, I got another thing that's coming up actually that I've committed to. I have no schedule for it, but they're doing a tour of the music from Woody Allen movies. So it'll be American Songbook primarily. Wow. And it'll be myself and two jazz, uh, you know, a nice jazz band, and we'll tour with that. I did a similar thing with, with uh, Arlen, a Harold Arlen material back in 2005. Hmm. So you really enjoy that, that type of music then? Yeah, very much. And I mean, for me, I mean, singing is a 
singing is a pleasure physically for me. I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much, and especially when my voice is in decent shape and I can do what I what I want to do. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, I can't claim to be a great singer, but I think I know how to perform a song. I think I know how to evoke an emotion from an audience, and I mean that's that's really what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do a lot of the people in the audience remember you for your Dukes of Hazzard days? Oh, sure. I mean, that crowd at John's place, I'm sure 90% of them didn't really know us any other way than from Dukes of Hazzard. Mm-hmm. Or maybe John from, you know, Smallville or something. Right, but yeah. By the end of the evening, they knew we were singers. Right, yeah. They definitely knew it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. That's, that's that's really good because, like I say, I really enjoy your album, uh, "Home for Christmas." It's just, uh, it's just. Well, uh, you got to tell people to get out there and buy them. And it's also the package is kind of a beautiful little simple package that my daughter came up with the design for the cover art, and uh, you know it makes a great Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, when you started out performing, were you geared toward acting or singing when you first started? Oh, basically, I was a you know stage performer when i when i first came to new york i was you know schooled in musical comedy basically i i studied voice so i had studied opera and art songs and stuff like that but uh primarily i was i was built for broadway so so and I, you know actually i had a horn band back before i came to new york i had a horn band in madison wisconsin called skyway and it, that was a lot of fun that kind of uh, led me into the situation of using horns when we got going and, and this kind of thing. The last four records, the last three solo records, and then this one with John, I've been the executive producer on. So, you know, I get to do what I want. Right, yeah, do you like having the, the power of deciding what, what well, goes? Well, I got the whip band, you know, I mean, I basically say yes or no. Right. But I listen to the people around me, I surround myself with the best people, and, and as we go along, and every project, I learn a little more. I, you know, I'm really proud of the stuff we've recorded in the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah, and you've done it again <laughs> with this. With this. Well, album. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be working on a singer songwriter next, just a solo album without John. Mm-hmm. But I do have a plan for John too. <laughs> <laughs> we had too much fun making this one, not to do another. Yeah. Now, as far as uh, you said, you know, the singer songwriter stuff. Uh, is there a particular artist that influenced you when you were? Becoming a singer? Oh, gosh. You know, James Taylor, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. There, you know, there, there's so many great singer-songwriters. Um, you know who I like very much is Bill Withers. Yes. Yeah. Done a bunch of his stuff over the years. Um, a lot. Harry Chapin was it. I do some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a songwriter named... Um, Gosh, now it escapes me. He's from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, not Mark Cohn. I forget what this guy's name is. But anyway, there's a bunch of people. Mark Cohn, I think, is a great writer. Yeah. You know, actually, the thing that I've been listening to lately and the thing that I think I'd like to sit down with for a couple of weeks and and kind of gestate with is uh, the latest Nickel Creek album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you hit to them? No, I haven't. No, no, not that one. Oh, man. Check out Nickel Creek 2014. Check out this record. It's like progressive bluegrass. Oh, okay. And it is smoking. And the the form of the songs has evolved. They, they, they stretch out the forms. They're not normal forms, some of them. Yeah. And the, the playing is just unbelievable. Now, do you play any instruments? Yeah, I play guitar. 
guitar, yeah. I don't play great, but I play good enough to write and good enough to accompany myself. I play in a band sometimes. Yeah. Do you uh, do any uh, banjo picking or anything? No, I don't play any banjo. I don't play. I play a little trombone, actually. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I played in high school, and when I was doing Forty uh, Second Street on Broadway, I would run down to the pit after I took my bow, and I'd play the last three pages of the bow's music. Wow, that's neat. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, Tom, I'd like to finish up with uh, two final questions, but it's going to take us away from uh, your acting, your singing, and your new CD and everything. That's fine. Um, when you sit and relax, which it doesn't sound like you do because you <laughs> you work so much. Oh, I do, I do. <laughs> but when you do, um, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and You know what? I don't watch TV. You don't I watch, watch? Okay. I watch sports, and I watch some MSNBC on occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't watch it. I don't have any TV shows from the last 15 years that I would watch regularly. Yeah, yeah. What about um, movies? Any? I just... I kind of lost the time when I was doing so much Broadway stuff. You, you know, you don't, you're there in the evenings, so right. you don't really watch. Yeah. Um, well, how I relax is I like, I like to cook. I like to garden. I, and I'm a woodworker, I, so I use some power tools, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I ride motorcycle, and I ski, snow ski. Ah, uh, cross-country yep. or downhill? Downhill. Downhill, yeah. I ride a bicycle all the time. I got a bike in the back of the truck, and I always have a basketball in the truck. Yeah. I'm yeah. calling you from the gym, actually. Oh, okay. I heard the echo there. <laughs> now you mentioned uh, you you enjoy cooking. What's your favorite uh, recipe? What's your specialty? Oh gosh, if I had to make one thing, probably a roast chicken or roast turkey stuffed. I, it, you know, I do it old Midwestern style bread stuffing, and and it's it's pretty darn good on a pretty consistent basis. Yeah. Said that, I also make a killer beef stew and killer chili. Of course, everybody thinks they make killer chili. Right. <laughs> well, Tom, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Everybody should definitely go out during this holiday season and pick up Home for Christmas. It's got some great songs on there, some nice banter, and uh, I think they'd really enjoy it. Yeah, you can get it. You can download it, of course, from iTunes, but you can get it from Amazon. You can order it from TomWopat.com. Um, Barnes and Noble should have it. Just be aggressive, and and if you can get the physical package because it's cool. The pamphlet is cool too. Mm-hmm. Now, did I see somewhere that it might have been on your site that you, they can get an autographed copy? Is that correct, or am I? Am I yeah, you go to my site, you can get an autographed copy. Wow, that's great. TomWolfHead.com. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate it very much. You got it, brother. We talk to you later, brother. A great big thank you going out to Tom Wolpat, and I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed that one. Be sure to go out and get Home for Christmas, a great Christmas album that you're going to enjoy for a long time. Tom Wolpat, John Schneider, singing up a storm of snow and, and all sorts of stuff. And they got some great banter in there. that it, it just makes it such a fun album. So be sure to check that out. Go to TomWopat.com. You can find out all the information on that. So uh, we really appreciate that Tom took the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. He's out uh, doing all sorts of interviews for this, and he's been on all the national shows, and we appreciate it that he took a lot of the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond, uh, where our listeners from all over the world can hear it. So... We thank you for that. And 
Well, what else do we have going here? It's getting closer to the holiday season, and uh, we just got uh, all kinds of things. Be sure to check out onscreenandbeyond.com, and you can find uh, in our different sections, we have uh, places where you can go and you can find out about what's uh, some gifts that you might want to get. You can go to that uh, in our book nook section book nook and things section and also uh check out what's going on at the movies and out on dvd and everything else right there at on screen and beyond if you are on facebook be sure to like us and if you are on itunes be sure to leave us a review and uh i guess that's about it we got some more great guests coming our way just like tom wopat and uh hope you'll keep listening to on screen and beyond be sure to tell a friend if you have a suggestion for a guest send it to me at feedback at on screen i will try to get that person on for you and that's it that's a wrap for this week so until next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond i'm brian zemrak take care <laughs>